Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. the book. You know, it's, it's not so simple that if you have a Bible, your life will change. Do you understand? However, if you will actually read the Bible and then begin doing what it says, you'll be amazed at what happens. That, that's what God said to Joshua, by the way, Joshua chapter one. He said, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. In other words, read it and talk about it. Read it and speak it. Read it and talk about it. Today, Pastor Robert tells you that it is not enough to just own a Bible and then your life will change. You need to be in the Word and do what it says. You need to understand who Christ is and accept Him as your Lord and Savior. God's Word was given to you for the purpose of meditating on it, instructing you, and introducing you to Christ. Read it and don't take it for granted. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. And here's Pastor Robert with part two of his message from the book of Hebrews, chapter five. Here's what we do sometimes as Christians. Like like the lady told me when I was just a baby Christian and there was an older lady in the church and and I shared with her, you know, I've been having some nightmares, having trouble sleeping. And she said, I'll just open your Bible and put it on your nightstand. It's not a magic book. You understand that? It's not a magic book. My nightmares did not go away from that. You know what's interesting, though? If you'll read it every night before you go to sleep, they'll diminish. If you'll read it and meditate on it a little bit. No, no, God didn't give us the book. You know, it's it's not so simple that if you have a Bible, your life will change. Do you understand? However, if you will actually read the Bible and then begin doing what it says, you'll be amazed at what happens. That's what God said to Joshua, by the way, Joshua chapter 1. He said, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. In other words, read it and talk about it. Read it and speak it. Read it and talk about it. He said, but you shall meditate in it day and night so that you shall be careful to do according to all that's written in it. See, that's the key. We want to keep things as simple as possible, but not too simple. Not too simple. It's not so simple that just owning the book changes everything. Now, you have to, you have to actually you have to read it and then do something with it. But see, that's, that's how simple it actually is, Okay. That's how simple it actually is. One of the most common things that I hear from people is, oh, I tried and I read it, I don't, I don't understand. No, 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 Look, just keep reading. Read a passage. Maybe you shouldn't be reading big, big, giant chunks. Read a passage and then look for something to do out of that passage. 
Does that make sense? Look, look for some principle or some idea or, or you know, something in that passage of Scripture, that chapter maybe, that you could take and apply in your day-to-day life. What you'll find is that there is almost always something in there that if you're paying attention, you can, you can pull out and actually put into practice in the here and now. Do something with it. Read it and then do something with it. But sometimes we get so deep. Again, we overcomplicate. We, you know, we, we want to make things, you know, I don't know, maybe we want to impress ourselves with how big our brains are. I, I don't know what we do, but sometimes we, we really do overcomplicate the Scriptures. If you'll just read the Bible, it's pretty straightforward most of the time. Thou shalt not steal. That's a great example. That's pretty black and white, right? Don't be yoked with an unbeliever. You know, what is a yoke? Look it up in the dictionary. I mean, it's not that hard to find the definitions to the words you don't understand, right? But when we actually take the time to look at it, say, okay, what do I do with this? You'll find God working in your life. Now, when when we apply that principle, we take that approach with this passage of Scripture, the first thing we find is that death has been conquered. Death has been defeated. We don't don't have to fear death anymore. Now, that's that's the implication for us. Jesus defeated death. We no longer have to fear it. Now, we looked at this in great depth when we went through chapter 2. Chapter 2, verse 14, Inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same, that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is the devil, and release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Now when we take that, okay, what do I do with that, Pastor? Well, here's what you do with it. You take it and think about it a little bit, meditate on it just a little bit. He has released those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Do you fear death? Well, then you're a slave. And he doesn't want you to be. He has gone to great lengths to set you free, to make it possible for you to no longer be a slave to the one who has the power of death. He's been destroyed. You shouldn't fear death. And yet I find that 99% of Christians do. I really wrestled with it. I really wrestled with that. Now, I can honestly say that I no longer fear death. I fear dying a little bit. The process scares me somewhat, right? I mean, who wants to go through pain and agony and suffering and some of the, you know what I mean? It's like, I'm not, don't hear what I'm not saying. But I don't fear death anymore. The reason is that I've, I've meditated on what the Bible has to say about heaven and about Death, about what Jesus did. You know, the Bible, it it tells us so much death has been defeated. Jesus, the Bible says he was saved from death. Did you catch what that, you know, in in verse 7, it says that, that he was crying out. It's referring us back to the Garden of Gethsemane. He was crying out with vehement cries and tears to the one who was able to save him from death. And he was heard because of his reverence for his father. Well, but pastor, he he died. Yeah, but he didn't stay dead, did he? No, he didn't. He didn't. He defeated death. He rose. He's alive today. Now, if that's never really hit you between the eyes, I hope it will today. 
because it's so significant. I mean, to me, it was just religious talk. You know, when I was a teenager and a young adult, and even after I became a Christian, I never fully processed the idea that they took Jesus' brutalized body, spear in the side, you know, that he was dead. And they laid him inside this, this tomb that they had carved, you know, probably carved out of rock. They, they, they wrapped him all up. They put all these spices to kind of, you know, stifle the stink. That's what it was for. And then they laid him out. And three days later, he was not there anymore. Physically, he got up. Physically, he's alive right now. Just like you. Well, not just like you, better than you, but, right? But you get the idea. I mean, it just one day it hit me. It's like, yeah, he could just show up. He did it with them. He just showed up one day. They're in, do you remember the story? They're in the upper room, Acts chapter 2. You know, they're, they're all there, and they're praying, and they're talking, and they're doing what he had told them to do. They were waiting, and then all of a sudden, he's standing there physically. How do we know it was physical? Because he said, touch me, look. Spirit doesn't have flesh and bone like I do. He ate with them. Over the course of a month, he spent time with them. Why did he do that? Because he wanted them to understand he was not a ghost. He physically rose from the dead. He's physically alive right now. Death has been defeated. What are you afraid of? What are you afraid of? You know, sometimes I run into people and they're afraid they're not Christian enough. I've had that conversation with people. How Christian is Christian enough to go to heaven? That's a great question to process. I'm not going to dig into it with you today. Sorry. But let me just give you a, the little short Reader's Digest version answer. You are either part of his family or you are not. If you are part of his family, you're going to be welcome in his home, which is heaven. If you're not part of his family, well, then you're not. And praying a prayer and being baptized, you know, jumping through the legal hoops, so to speak, that's not what it's about. It's being part of the family. Being part of the family. Actually wanting relationship with him and asking him for that. He's already done everything to make it possible. All, all you have to do is ask. Death has been defeated. He doesn't want you to be a slave to that fear. A slave to the one who has the power over death. He's been defeated already. chase after so much in this world, the best job, the perfect family, the prestige and fame that we think will satisfy. But will it ever be enough? These worldly achievements may seem like exactly what we want, but in the end, we can't take them with us to heaven. These things can also become idols in our lives, becoming more important than our Savior. As we've studied the book of Hebrews, we've been warned that nothing should take the place of Jesus in our lives. Nothing else and no one else will give us lasting satisfaction. Our lives should focus first on the Savior, allowing Him to direct our steps in all things. We are so glad you tuned in today to Main Thing Radio. If you'd like to learn more about this ministry, please visit our website, MainThingRadio.com. Listen to additional teachings by clicking on Podcast and download our mobile app to take Main Thing Radio with you on the go. Come and follow our Facebook and Twitter accounts to keep up to date with everything that's happening at Main Thing Radio 
and Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Find links to our accounts at our website, MainThingRadio.com. With that, our time with you has come to an end. We hope you'll join us next time as Pastor Robert continues to teach verse by verse, chapter by chapter, through the book of Hebrews, right here on Main Thing Radio. Main Thing Radio.